Welcome to the Swim Upstream podcast, where we talk about intentional living against cultural norms. If you're ready to break out of survival mode and cultivate a more intentional life, then you're in the right place. Find your courage to live differently and swim upstream. Let's get started. Hey y'all, this is Jenny Veliki, and you're listening to episode 16 of the Swim Upstream podcast, Homemaking. Now, before we dive into our topic for this week, let's talk about what I'm learning. This week, I learned about barn paint, but I learned about barn paint in kind of a roundabout way. Today, um, the day that I'm recording this episode is my husband Michael's birthday, and for his birthday we were able to find a set of cornhole boards on Facebook Marketplace, and I was going to repaint them to match the rest of our backyard, and knew that we were going to be painting our chicken coop and run Um, just to freshen up the paint that was already on the coop and to just make it brighter and fresher at some point. And so I thought this was the perfect time to go ahead and buy the barn paint, barn and fence paint that we would be using for that project and go ahead and use it on the cornhole boards and make them coordinate with each other. So we bought dark green barn paint and white barn paint. The big difference was the green paint was oil-based. So I learned all about how to clean up oil-based paint and the pros and cons of each of the different kinds. It was quite an experience, but he was really surprised and really, really happy with the cornhole boards. And I'm excited because we have paint to use for the chicken run and the chicken coop later this fall. We'll do that paint project once it cools down outside. Now, let's get into today's topic. Today, we are talking about homemaking. And I wanted to just kind of talk to you off the cuff today. I'm not using an outline like I normally do. But I just wanted to be able to talk to you about my heart when it comes to homemaking. I really believe that homemaking is a calling to bring order and beauty to the chaos of our lives. It really is a way to bring a calming respite away from the rest of the world. And that's done through so many different things. It's done through the things we eat and the way our home looks and the food we prepare and the music and the the atmosphere of our home it's done through hospitality it's done through um, just a variety of things and I just really wanted us to step back and once again swim upstream I don't want us to just swim through life and go with the flow and not not stop and think about what is the as Shay Elliott puts it on the homemaker chic podcast the aroma of our home what is the pervasive feeling or attitude or or 
sense that you get in that home. Maybe it is smells. Maybe it is um, a feeling or a mood. And how can we be intentional in making sure that that aroma, that sense of our home follows along with what our priorities are? And so I really wanted to dive into that this week and go through our tools like we normally do, but go through our tools in thinking about what does homemaking look like for your family? Now, if you follow me on Instagram, yesterday I posted a picture of me dressed as a 1950s housewife. This was a Halloween costume that I had several years ago. My hair was a lot shorter then. Um, and I love that set of pearls that I'm wearing that belong to my great aunt Beulah. And I also love red lipstick and cat eye glasses. And I love my red and white apron. I tend to love traditional homemaking skills, the old days, vintage stuff. And that's my style of homemaking. And I say that because... There is no right and wrong answer here. What I want you to do is to be able to go through and use these tools and come up with what your style of homemaking is, what your passion is, what it is that you can put your heart into, and how to make that shine in your homemaking. But before we do that, I want to tell you a little story. About three years ago, I got something I had waited a very, very long time to have. It was something that I had always said that one day I would get. And finally the day came and at 44 years old, I got my first tattoo. And that tattoo was an elephant marching with its trunk up. There's a lot of significance and symbolism in that tattoo. It's on my right thigh. And there's quite a testimony and story related to that tattoo. Um, But that is not the tattoo we're going to talk about today. The tattoo that I want to talk about today is the second tattoo that I got. This tattoo is on the inside of my left arm. And it is there because I am left-handed. It is a Greek word, miraki. And underneath that, there is a heart in the middle of an arrow pointing out towards my hand. And it looks very messy and looks as if the ink has splattered and smudged on my arm as the word was written. And all of this has a lot of symbolism and it ties in really well to what I wanted to talk about today. To me, the most important thing about bringing order and beauty into your home whether that be a home for just you whether that be a home for you and a husband whether that be a home for you and kids as a single mom whether that is a mom juggling a family of multiple small children or three single girls who are roommates Maybe it's just one person who lives all by themselves. 
Each of you are homemakers. And each of you has the ability and the calling to bring order and beauty into the space in which you live. So that it is a respite from the world for you and for anyone who enters there. It is your job to make that place a home. And that makes you a homemaker. Now, what does that have to do with the Greek word on my arm? Well, meraki is a Greek word that basically means to do something with such soul and creativity and passion that you put a piece of your heart into your work as you give it away. And that really, to me, is the essence of what homemaking should be. We want to put chaos away we want to bring in order and beauty and we want to do that in a way that we are we are working on this calling with such passion and creativity and soul that we're putting a piece of ourselves into our home people should walk into your home and it shouldn't feel cookie cutter um my, my desire is that when someone walks into my home, they can feel a sense of who we are as a family. Um, at the very least, that they could feel a, a bit of who I am as a homemaker. And that bits and pieces of me and my family are evident in my home. I want to put my heart into the work that God has given me to do as a homemaker. And so that is why I have the word Meraki on my arm. It applies in so many ways. It is it is a guiding principle in my life to make sure that the things that I am giving time and attention to in my life are things that I can do with Meraki. Things that I can do with such soul and passion and creativity that I am able to leave a piece of myself into those things. I don't want to be going through life and doing things half-heartedly or out of obligation because those things are not going to be things that light my soul on fire. They're not going to be things that that I put my heart into. Um, But especially... In creating a home, in creating a place of order and beauty that is a refuge from the chaos of the world, I definitely want to do that in the spirit of Miraki. And so that word on my arm is a reminder of that. It is the way I do ministry in my church, it is the way I create, whether it's through art or writing or my garden and it is the way that I view homemaking in my home and so as we go through these tools and these questions I want you to think about Miraki how can you put your heart into the work that you do in your home how can you do your homemaking in such a way that you are able to do it with passion and soul and creativity so that a piece of your heart is evident in that work. And with that question, let's begin with our tools. 
the first question that we need to ask ourselves is why? What is our goal? My goal in homemaking is exactly what I just said. I want to view homemaking with a sense of miraki. So if I'm doing that, then my goal is to provide a home that reflects who I am, who the people are that live there, and that those people know that they are not a burden or an inconvenience to me. They are people that I want to serve with soul and passion and creativity. That means that when we have a birthday, that I celebrate it in the spirit of Miraki, that I use my soul and passion and creativity and put my heart into celebrating that person in such a way that they feel loved and cherished. And they don't feel like that I just made them a birthday cake because I'm, I'm the mom and I'm supposed to. What is your goal as a homemaker? And I'm sure that for many of you, this isn't something that you've really thought about. It's just a a task or a responsibility that has automatically fallen to you and you are juggling housework and meal planning and groceries and laundry and doing your own things and it just is part of your to-do list but really in the spirit of swimming upstream I want you to stop and pause and think what do you wish the aroma of your home was what do you wish the pervasive feel and attitude and sense would be in your home and so then how would you get there what would be your goal when someone walks into your home how do you want them to feel are there things you want them to see or smell or hear are there textures that you want them to feel maybe you like a very formal home Maybe you like a home that is full of things that are plush and soft and cozy and textured. Um, Maybe you want your house to be bright and bold and colorful. Um, Or maybe your home needs to be more soothing and be quieter colors or neutrals. Um, Maybe your home is a reflection of collections and travels and things like that. Or maybe it just feels like a showroom. Think about your why. Why am I doing the things I'm doing as a homemaker? Why? What what goal am I working towards? We need to have a starting point and we need to know what our destination is. We need to know where we're going. So... To help you with that, I wanted to suggest a book called The Cozy Minimalist Home and The Nesting Place. Both of those are by Michaelyn Smith, um, who is also known as The Nester. Uh, She lives on the other side of Charlotte, North Carolina, and she has been really, really great at helping me understand all the different elements of my home from a design point and how you can take the goal of Meraki and 
determine what you want the feel of your home to be and how you can make good decisions about the things that are in your home and how to make your home feel the way you want it to feel. So I really, really recommend that you check out those two books, The Nesting Place and The Cozy Minimalist by Michael and Smith. I'll leave a link to them in the show notes and really see if they are helpful in helping you figure out at least the look of your home. But there's more to it than that. Are you a do you want your home to be neat as a pin and spotless? Or do you want your home to feel cozy and lived in? We talked about this some in episode 12. When we talked about cleaning up your cleaning routine. So maybe go back to that episode and think through what is it about the cleaning of your home that helps you achieve the aroma the feel of your home do those match up Um, are people able to feel comfortable there what is your goal in that do you want it to look very polished and magazine perfect and Maybe that brings you calm and peace and it settles you. Um, And maybe minimalism and lack of any kind of visual clutter is really important to you. Um, So then your cleaning routine is going to be determined by that. Or maybe you're more casual and cozy and you like the lived-in look and... You want people to feel relaxed and confident that they can, they're not going to mess up your house. And so you're a little more relaxed in the way you view your cleaning routine. So the first step is to think of your why. Figure out your goal. What is your reasoning and your motivation and your goal in homemaking? What are you trying to achieve? And then number two is doing the research. Once you understand what you're trying to achieve, then it's time to figure out how to achieve that. Um, You can do a lot of research on Pinterest, but be aware of the comparison trap. We don't want to fall down into a trap where we're comparing our homes to other people's who maybe are closer to their goal than we are or maybe we're just getting the highlight reel and we don't really know the full extent of what their entire house looks like we know what the framed picture of their house looks like but we really don't know the true feel of their home we we know what it looks like um so think through different things as far as Who has a style that that resonates with you? And this is not to imitate that style. It is to help you understand what works in those things and what doesn't. One of the things that I learned was that I love colorful spaces. I am not real big into 
all neutrals. I really, really like color. But when I started trying to bring color into my home, I would bring in a pillow and I would set it down and the pillow just wouldn't jive with the rest of the room and I couldn't figure out why. And through doing research, I figured out that most people will fall into one of two categories. They either like a clear or a muddy color palette. Uh, and the best way to determine that is to take a black and white checkered thing and set it down next to things in your room. And if it blends well because there's white in the colors that you have picked and they're clear and sharp colors, then you know that you tend towards a clear color palette. For me, I tend towards a muddy color palette. So I like bright and colorful things like yellows and hot pinks and turquoise, but I like a muddy version of them. So when I was bringing in bright yellow, it didn't look right in there because it was a clear yellow instead of a muddy one. And once I figured that out, that really helped me to then determine what would and wouldn't look good in my home. So we need to understand our style so that we understand what we can and cannot do with that style to make it look good. But we also need to understand that there are things that maybe haven't been passed down to us. Things that we need to learn about how to manage our homes as homemakers. Maybe you're really, really good at the decorating part, but you've never been able to organize your week and balance laundry and cleaning and working from home. Maybe you're really, really good at grocery shopping and meal planning and preparation, but you're terrible at remembering when the last time was you cleaned the bathroom. And so there are a couple books I wanted to recommend for you. One of them is Home Management Plain and Simple by Kim Brenneman. She is the author of the Large Family Logistics website from a long time ago, um, which is now um, homeplainandsimple.com. This is a really, really good book because it helps you manage your kitchen, your laundry, um, how to find time for exercise, life with babies, shopping with children, planning for smooth days, planning for interruptions, um, it really is an excellent book that covers all aspects of homemaking and really helps you understand uh, the best way to set up a system that works for you and really helps you cover all, all different aspects of it that you may not have even thought of. Um, this book is required reading for each of my girls um, as they enter high school and graduate. It is something that I feel like that is going to be really, really helpful for all of them. And so that will be required reading for them. And it's also something that I refer back to quite often. So I will link um, to this book in the show notes, Home Management Plain and Simple by Kim Brenneman. Another book that really, if you're into the nuts and bolts of homemaking tasks, is Home Comforts, The Art and Science of Keeping House by Cheryl Mendelson. If you want to know the proper way to iron a shirt 
or fold a fitted sheet or set a table or those types of things if that is part of your style and you love to do things and do them super well and do them with excellence and then this is a great book to refer to or maybe you didn't have someone in your life to train you in these things and you're a new homemaker with being a single girl in an apartment or being a new wife or a young mom um home comforts by cheryl mendelson is another one that i will link to in the show notes to give you some good research material so we've talked about our why we've talked about a couple different places that we can look for research material so that we understand what we need to do to help us in our homemaking and now we need to pick one small task maybe what you want to do first is something really simple like learning the proper way to iron a shirt or maybe what you want to do is learn to make roast chicken Maybe you want to learn to make a birthday cake from scratch. Whatever it is, find a skill that goes along with the style of homemaking that speaks to your heart, that brings creativity and passion and soul into your homemaking. And then learn to master that one skill. And when you've mastered that skill, go on to the next skill the beauty of homemaking is you have your whole life to learn so don't feel the pressure to do everything now and don't feel as if you have to be good at everything right off the bat your style may also evolve and change as you grow as your family changes or your dynamics change what works for you as a single girl might not work as well as a young mom with babies what works for you as a young mom with babies may not work so well when you have a house full of teenage girls what works for you as a teenage girl as a home full of teenage girls may not work for you when you're an empty nester with just you and your husband so be sure to be willing to adapt and change and look at your life as a as a lifetime of learning homemaking is a skill that you never arrive completely there's always something new that you can add some new skill that you can master a new thing that you can add to your arsenal of of ways to create that that aroma in your home that sense of peace or calm or welcome vibrant energy uh, whatever it is that your goal is in your homemaking it's not a one and done thing it is something that you will put your heart into your work in doing for the rest of your life because as long as you have a home that you are taking care of you are still a homemaker And so embrace 
that part of your life and begin to see what you can do to improve the skills that go along with your style. Um, Again, it's not going to look the same for everybody. I really have no need to learn how to iron a shirt. I honestly don't even own an ironing board. The very few times that we do need to iron something, um, I double a towel and lay it on the table and I iron on top of that. Because the way we live and the style and function of our family is very much active wash and wear casual type of home and so we don't have very many occasions where the things we wear need to be pressed perfectly Um, there are times when there's a wedding or another special occasion where we want to take the extra effort but for the most part that's not something that's a regular part of my day so that might not be on my list of things to master but maybe for you it is Um, think through what those things might be and begin to set yourself some goals every year instead of um, doing new year's resolutions I usually pick one or two things that I want to improve as a homemaker homemaking for me is my job it is a responsibility for every um woman who lives in a home to keep the home but it's also some of us have careers and that is our job and some of us choose to make homemaking our full-time job each of us have that responsibility maybe just on a part-time basis but some of us have chosen to make that our life's work and so if this is what I've decided to devote my life to and this is what I've chosen to make my life's work then I would treat this as I would any other job and I want to continue to grow in my skill I want to to advance and become better at what I do and learn more Um, in any other job outside of the home that would be the expectation of you from an employer so why not do the same thing with your homemaking so we're going to figure out what our goal is what style our homemaking is and what we're working towards what we want the feel of our home to be what sparks Miraki in us and then once we've determined that how do we create that in our home do some research and figure out how to create that What types of things make up that style of home? And what types of skills? What what level of cleaning? What types of food? um, All of those things. The decor. And then take your first step. And master a new skill. Perfect the art of doing a specific thing. And then last but not least... And the one that I believe is most important every single week when we go through our tools of change. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. Again, we are not in the same lane. 
running the same race. I heard an analogy one time of of women comparing themselves to each other. We see it as we're both running the race and I'm looking at you running your race and you're looking at me running my race and I may be worried that you're further ahead of me on the race course. But I think the thing that we don't tend to remember is that we don't all have the same route to take. We may be on a completely different course than the woman beside of us. We may, for a short time, intersect in our courses. But we're not running the same race. We're not even on the same track. And to remember that her race is a completely different race than yours. That her path and her course that is set out for her is not the same as yours. It's a completely different race. Then we can cheer her on during that brief time that her path intersects ours. We can cheer each other on and we can work together to help each other move forward and make progress in our own races instead of fighting to compete and be the first in line. So, what is the style of your homemaking? Is it something you've thought about before? What lights your soul on fire and gives you the spirit of Miraki? Um, as an artist, I love art. I love to create art. I love to look at art. And so I love color. And so that influences my homemaking. It is in the homemade things that I have around my home. It is in the colors that I choose for my wall and my art and my decor. And it really is in a lot of the ways that we live. So, what is Miraki to you? What gives you a sense of passion and soul and creativity as you take care of your home? Let's talk about it on Instagram. I will put up a post tomorrow on Wednesday that uh, we can discuss what is your homemaking style and what do you hope to learn next to help you develop it even further. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Swim Upstream podcast where each week we discuss intentional living against cultural norms. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review of iTunes. This helps me be seen and heard by more potential listeners. I'd also really appreciate it if you would share this episode with a friend who might enjoy it as much as you did. As always, we can continue our conversation on Instagram at swim.upstream or on Facebook at Jenny Veliki. You can find the links to both of those in the show notes. And remember, the life you live is built on the choices you make. So just keep swimming. <laughs>